Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name's Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. Call us Michael Eisner, because we got the synergy going on the podcast today. We are bringing a dose of discontinued on display to the Beers and Ears podcast, Matt, aren't we? Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, synergy, that's what we're just all about. Uh, we is. really are. Yes. And, uh, and I feel I feel honored because we have a real live judge who's on our podcast today. The last time he was on, he was the judge in the, what did we call that podcast? Uh, 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 oh, um, Court of Disney Redemption. Court yes. of Disney Redemption. And Matt, you, you, you said it last time that we owed it to, to Chris to have him on when we weren't talking about home on the raid yeah I, I when chris and i were recording discontinued on display i was like wait you need to be on a podcast that's not home on the range we're talking about home on the range right now like, i have no reason to be here then. I <laughs> this has been real but um if we're not talking about the greatest disney movie of all time I oh I'm boy i'm walking through it right now goodness I gracious we do home on the range podcast that's that's right. there it is only with chris right my so- agent knows to only book me on home on the range based media <laughs> so at this point, uh, now that you have joined, this is everyone, this is Chris Corrigan. He is uh, co-host of the Discontinued on Display with Matt. Um, I like to call that Matt's mistress, uh, the, that show. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I, I clearly am his, his, his home here, right? His home away from home. <laughs> It makes me the pretty one. I'll take that. There you go. There you go. That said, uh, welcome back. But now that you've been on the show twice, Chris, you are technically a friend of the pod now, too. Woo! I know. It's exciting. So how, welcome back to Beers and Ears. Thank you for having me back. I'm very excited. Yeah. So we thought that it would be on, uh, on, a, uh, on brand uh, to do a uh, – episode about something in disney that was discontinued and so boy, there's a lot of stuff and, too oh man i mean there's, <laughs> there's a lot of i mean technically we could be doing an episode on the fast pass right now it's been discontinued yeah. so oh, but and, i think we covered that a couple episodes ago and i mean there's tons of attractions and experiences and everything in disney that has turned over some of it in a, uh, for good some of it for bad uh, mm-hmm. but i mean that is just what it is but we decided uh to do the great movie ride today uh, as as one of the discontinued and part of that was um, uh, Chris you had a friend that actually worked on that ride correct yes one of my a very good friend of mine in college did the college program and I'm sure they would describe it in the exact same way I'm about to describe it they had the privilege to be one of the movie ride guides Uh, now this is obviously after movie ride had changed and it wasn't the guide leading the whole thing it was after what's his name uh, Richard Osborne. Richard Osborne took over narrating the 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 bulk of it, but still like an absolute fast, amazing, and fascinating ride. It, and you know, it's funny. I as as I was preparing for tonight's episode, prior to coming into this, I was like, oh, I know enough about that. But I was like, okay, I'm going to take a look, as I typically do, look at the Wikipedia page to see what I can learn. I'm actually shocked at how much detailed information there is on the Wikipedia page. And as I'm reading through this, I was telling Matt before we started recording. Um, I, I did not realize that the great movie ride is entrenched with 
really the history of why Hollywood studios exist to begin with. Like, and so, you know, we mentioned Michael Eisner a, a couple minutes ago when we first started the show, you know, Michael Eisner was, was famous for this idea of synergy and, and, and kind of, you know, um, trying to branch the movies with the parks, with the merchandise. But he also was his second thing that he's famous for is the growth of the Disney decade. Well, the Disney decade basically kicked off with the bang when Disney MGM studios opened. And the reason why Disney MGM studios opened was because they were going to do this ride in Epcot and him. And was it Marty Sklar? Uh, Marty Sklar. And there was one other guy that I'm, I'm blanking on right now. They basically said, no, this is too good to do as its own little, just attraction. We need to make this into an entire park. Now, I, knowing Michael Eisner, like I know Michael Eisner, I'm sure he also knew at that point about Universal Studios opening down the down the way. So there was probably some comp competitive nature there. But had this ride not kind of been thought up, Hollywood Studios would not exist. So I think that's I didn't know that, and I, I I'd like to think that I know a lot about Disney Parks history. I did not know that. It's only one of it was one of two opening day attractions. So I believe May first, nineteen eighty nine, was when yep. this park opened, and it was like the Great Movie Ride and some and the Street Entertainers, and that was it. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. The Backlot Tour wasn't the Backlot Tour part. I of don't it, think though? so. I think the Backlot Tour came later. Uh, um, you sure about that? I, I mean, I can't imagine they would have only opened up the park with only one ride. Technically, uh, I mean. I can see them maybe. doing that because a lot of the rest of what's in the park, especially now, it doesn't necessarily fit that golden age Hollywood aesthetic outside of the Tower of Terror. Everything else is very, you know, the rock and roller coaster is kind of randomly there. Um, Indiana Jones is kind of randomly there. Yeah, Backlot Tour, Backlot Tour, and, and it was Backlot Tour and Great Movie Ride, May 1st, oh, 1980. Yeah, right. so, so I say, I, I swear both of those were opening day tours, but that still, though, only having two rides, I mean, that was one of the biggest criticisms of Disney MGM Studios at the time when it opened, uh, was that, like, it was literally a half-day park. We've heard that before with, with Animal Kingdom, but it was a half-day park. People went there for a half a day, and then, and then they skedaddled over to Epcot or, or Magic Kingdom kind of thing. But you're right, Chris, that this kind of was born out of this idea that you're going to go back into this, you know, old timey Hollywood type mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of now become the park of, shoot, we don't know where to put this. So put let's it put here. it in here. Yeah. Well, so there, there, I can't remember where I read this or if you and I were talking about this or if I was it something I watched, Matt, but like movie studio themed parks were all the rage in the late eighties and early nineties. And you kind of saw that, that theming kind of take place, not just at Disney, not just at universal. You saw it at kind of um, some of the regional parks around the, the United States. They've kind of become passe really. I mean, this idea of being in a movie studio themed park. So you're right. Hollywood studios has kind of become this Frankenstein of, of, it's too, too, too intense for Magic Kingdom, doesn't fit the world atmosphere of Epcot, not animal themed, so let's just shove into Hollywood Studios. It's become kind of their, their, the, the, all the things they buy, like Pixar yeah, is there, yeah, Star yeah. Wars is there, and yep. if it weren't for some weird contract... Except for Pandora. <laughs> yeah, the only weird... Um, if it weren't for that weird contract with Universal, Marvel would be in there. I so agree. So thank God for that, because my favorite ride, I think across all the parks, is Tower of Terror. And I wouldn't want to lose it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why they're probably doing that the, the roller coaster. I think it's weird they're doing the Guardians roller coaster in Epcot. Like, why that didn't wind up in Hollywood Studios below well, my mind. I know the theming behind the roller coaster is they're doing a day at Epcot. I get that. But it just feels weird at Epcot. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they do that. But it, it, you're right. It does kind of, though I will say, it does kind of fit the future world vibe, I think. Mm-hmm. Which, remi- that reminds me. Have you seen the pictures of the new Club the creation, and all that? The creation shop? The creation yes. shop. Yes! Have um, you seen them, Chris? No, I didn't even know. I mean... The last time I'd been there, Club Cool was closed, and I only know that because I was trying to force somebody to drink Beverly. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I saw someone post on Twitter, spoiler alert, Beverly is still gross. <laughs> yep. oh, some people still some people love the taste of it, but I'm like, how do you – I don't get it. It's not no. – you know, Some it's people not... are also aliens wearing human skin. I guess. <laughs> Thank you, Will Smith uh, or Tommy Lee Jones. No, take but yeah, thing. so I mean, I, I think it fits that Epcot vibe. Um, yeah, but yeah, but no. Back right, to that. what you were saying at the creation shop, real quick. So they posted. Oh, yeah. they, so Mouse Gears, Chris, which mm-hmm. was the major theme park uh, or the major souvenir shop, that's been closed for like two years now. Oh, well, wow. they just opened it back up, and it's the creation shop. It's the new souvenir. It's it's huge, but it's got this like mid-century modern look to it, and it's it's. And they unveiled all this new Epcot merchandise that has got the the way the look of Spaceship Earth. I mean, it it's looks got really the classic cool. Epcot look to it. Yeah, it, it really but, does. But modern, it, they did it again. I, I've said this on the pod a couple times. You can question all about what you know JPEG is doing with all the Disney company and all this other stuff, but whoever is in charge of merch, that person deserves a high five and a pat on the back. <laughs> Man, they are just killing it. Well, and what's cool is they've got sculpted all around. So they they they, they brought. Florida-based Imagineers and like 20 of them and gave and said, look, we want you to create a sculpture of Mickey Mouse using whatever whatever tools or talent or resources that you're comfortable with. So there's one carved out of wood. There's one made out of beads. There's one of blown glass. And they're all around the the, the perimeter of the store. It, it looks cool. I can't wait to see it in November when I go because you, you know me. Like for me, being the retail guy that I am, part of my fun going to Disney World is just walking around the shops and looking at how they operate. Not even the merch, just how they operate. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but that's that's me. <laughs> so. No, I do the same thing. <laughs> Chris, I walk into now normal retail shops, and I'm like, hmm, how could... Like, I did, uh, I did a... Um, a uh, bazaar today at work to Ooh. support walk to end Alzheimer's. And bizarre. as I'm setting up the tables, I'm like, okay, now how would we theme? The, is this the right neighborhood? <laughs> this is our fall neighborhood. And this uh... is our things neighborhood. And okay, how would we give some, I, I was very much in my Disney visual merchandising element. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So uh, we're 11 minutes into the podcast. <laughs> we started talking about the ride quite yet. So, okay. Um, Chris, why don't, before we kind of, we're going to kind of walk through some of the details, but so your friend, you said was actually, um, they, was actually on this ride and was actually one of the cast members. So what did she do? Uh, they, they were the tour guide. They were the person who like sat in the front, had the microphone. So they're, they're the one who's going to get kidnapped halfway through, mm-hmm. um, and then reappear and save the day at the end. Uh, she would have been trained on being either the gangster or the, the bandit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you had to be, you couldn't be college programmed to be one of them. One of them involved intense pyrotech. I'm using finger quotes. I don't think it was like intense pyrotechnics, but there was like a big explosion. And I can't remember which it is. I think it might be, we mentioned a little bit, it might be the gangster. 
Um, there's, I think there's a shootout where it involves a car blowing up. I think that might be what it was. Okay. And so you needed to be a regular cast member and have like pyrotechnics training to do that one. But the bandit one, anyone could get trained on doing because it was just the prop guns. Um, so I think she would have been trained to also be a bandit. Okay. Um, and that's what she did. That was her college program. And she uh, stayed on as a regular cast member and moved into a different area of the park. Uh, so, but when we went back and when I would go visit and visit the park and visit her and we would go do the great movie ride, I always got like the best seat and I could <laughs> see, you know, she'd be like, let's do this show this time. And, oh, that's the best person leading it. Like, we're going to go with them. So like, I got the best great movie ride. I had the best of both worlds. Cause when I was a kid, that was before they switched it to the Richard Osborne. So I've seen both ways. I've experienced the whole spectrum of it. Um, I'm very sad it's gone. Yeah. Well, it's it's really interesting. As I was doing some research on this, you know, this is this is one of those rides, and I'd always heard this, but I didn't know how it worked until I read up on it. That there was a, there was an A mode of this ride, and there was a B mode of this ride, and we hear a lot about B modes of rides, especially some of the newer rides, like um, the Navi River Journey has a B mode when the um, the Avatar uh, or the, the shaman of the, 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 the shaman goes down, she basically kind of gets pushed back, and a video of her gets put there. And then uh, Rise of the Resistance also has a B mode. Uh, Matt, I'm not going to spoil this, so I'm going to do my best. But there's a part where you encounter Kylo Ren, and it's a full fledged animatronic of Kylo Ren, and sometimes he doesn't work, so he gets put away in a screen of him gets put out so b mode's kind of a newer concept so i find it really interesting that there's a b mode of this ride though the difference is though the b mode here is used when like when it's when it's at high capacity high demand so the, the, there's there's two cars per vehicle there's 70 riders per vehicle so that, which that's is a pretty, pretty good capacity yeah i was gonna say it's a very high capacity one of the things that is interesting about this ride is that it loads and unloads in the same spot so unlike a lot of rides where you load and then you unload in a different area here you load and unload at the same area so what happens is is once they send both of the rides off if it's high capacity, the first one's called 1A and the second one's called 2B. And what Chris was just referencing there a moment ago, depending on which car you're on, you're going to experience one of, you're going to experience basically nine of the 10 scenes are the same, but there's one scene that'll be different depending on what ride you're on. You're either in the gangster scene or you're in the Wild West scene. And if you got both rides going, if you're in 1A, you're going to be in the gangster scene. If you're in 2B, you're going to be in the Wild West scene. And then they kind of go off and do their things, and then they meet back up um, at the the Wizard of Oz at the Wizard of Oz scene at the end. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? Yeah, and I think what you're you know we were, what we're referencing is one of the reasons why I think this ride is so unique. That you know Jungle Cruise has a live person, and that's mm-hmm. a big part of it. But there's not really another ride that has a live person that then also gets off the ride at some point, you have a new person come on, then that person comes off and you're like, it was not just a ride that you went through, but it was, you also got a show with it too. And I think that's what made it so much fun Mm -hmm. was that you weren't just going through a ride. You weren't just getting a show. It was a mashup of both. Yeah. I feel like that's the difficulty with the ride, too. I mean, it, it is what, to me, makes the ride amazing. But, like, if someone calls out sick, 
like, or if like a couple of people are too sick, then theoretically the show can't happen. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's Disney. They'll figure out how to do it. There's B mode, but um, you know, something just won't happen and you'll get to do everything normally. But I feel like that puts a lot of pressure on. It's not just making sure that the ride operates mechanically correct, but there has to be a certain number of people there to perform the bet. Well, if you think, if you think through it, I mean, okay, just take Hollywood studios. Don't, don't do the other parks for a second. Even if you do do the other parks, Okay, so Matt just said this is a show slash ride. To your point, Chris, you've got the human resource element of it, right? If you think through all the other rides that are that are at Hollywood Studios or really any of the rides, maybe the one of the reasons why they don't do that show element it, it is exactly what you just said. And really, if you think through it, it took until Rise of the Resistance to add that show element back in because Rise of the Resistance has real live stormtroopers in the show it has real live actors doing real things alongside the audio animatronics mm-hmm. in this 20 some minute production i mean i would argue and this would be a whole different podcast maybe the rise of the resistance is the great movie ride of this generation i can see that it. yeah based on I mean, what i know of rise of the resistance i mean there's like four elements of it that you're 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 entrenched in and they require actual cast members to do very similar to what was going on here. Um, I think one of the things that I found really interesting about this, Matt, was that the ride in terms of the elements of the ride itself, not necessarily the movie, the pre-show or the, or the ending show, but the ride itself remained largely unchanged during the duration of its, of its time. Um, with the exception of that very first element, the 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 dancing element, I don't know if you read up on that or not. Did you see anything on that? I oh, did the not bubble see dancers. Yeah, they had to turn that off. Yeah, yeah. So apparently, when it first opened, they were having a lot of trouble. So originally, that first scene. Uh, let me see if I can find what it was it like says a Zigfield Follies like dance number. Oh, yeah, God. it's the yeah, Footlight yeah. Parade. Yes, Footlight Parade. I was like, I just watched yep. the thing. A Footlight Parade. Yes. But originally, this was a really like very like in, intense animated like animatronics were moving that tier actually rotated there were Whoa. actually there were actually water jets that shot I real remember water. doing that when i saw yeah. it as a kid yeah well apparently the first year they had that but it was plagued by so many issues the water jets would flood the the track um <laughs> the, the, the 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 um the 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 the, the dancing uh, the cake dancing cake would not work correctly so they ended up basically toning it down into basically what it is now which is the tier the tiered cake behind basically what is a scrim that looks like a water coming down right um so Chris, but yeah is, is this your disney flex that that you have my disney flex is that i've seen the yeti on expedition everest work in like i would never want to see that i would never in a million years i think the yeti is terrifying enough as it is with the show light <laughs> It was so awesome. No, it wasn't. Uh, but it, it was murderous. I promise you that because it's trying to kill me now and it doesn't move. It is. It is somewhat terrifying. It's. It's almost as terrifying as is the, the the friggin' dinosaur at the end of Dinosaur. No, the dinosaur throughout the whole of Dinosaur, not just at the end. As we approach the end, and I, uh, the first time I went on Dinosaur, everyone else on the ride knew what was happening except for me. 
and they had made sure that I'm sitting by myself on the edge. So when it jumps out of the side, oh! it's gonna. That's the one that. That's the one that takes your picture too. I think yeah. right at that moment. So yeah. I'm the one like crumpled down. Everyone's just staring at it, and I turn and I grab my friend, the one who worked on the great movie ride, because I can see the big black cutout over where uh. we're going. So I know, and I grab them, and I go, "You need to tell me right now." If a giant T-Rex is going to come after us, because I can't do it. I cannot. Animatronics freak me out just enough where I will not do it. And she went, yes, you should close your eyes. (laughs) This is the person who, bless her heart, we went to Universal um, in California together, and we did the... Harry Potter, where you go through all the movies. Yeah. And as we were getting ready to go on the ride, other people had done it and knew that there were giant animatronic spiders that like jumped at you. Oh god. And I I don't do I I don't do spiders. And I grabbed her and I went, You need to tell me right now. And she went, I want you to see everything on the ride. So I will sit next to you and I will tell you when to close your eyes and when to open them. So she told me, so I never saw them. I saw that I I was curious enough to kind of open my eyes, so I saw the tail end of one. But I also felt them spit on me. So oh. I know that something bad would have, I probably would have wet my wellies <laughs> had I had my eyes open. And the rest of that ride's freaky enough. Like, that's uh. not a good, that, that is a terrifying ride to me. It made me motion sick. The Dementors are too, I, that's another podcast that, 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 does, that doesn't even belong in this podcast. <laughs> But the 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 one that gets me is the at Universal Studios Florida is the Jurassic Park ride. I love Jurassic Park, but I jump every time that T Rex comes out and every time those Raptors come out. I, I because they are so lifelike and it's and now they've redone it. Yeah. And now they've got that walking around raptor that just jumps out of nowhere in the photo spot, and you don't know what's coming. Uh, uh-uh. nope, not happening, not happening. I don't, I don't do haunted houses for that reason. I just can't do them. Can't on a much it. lesser scale, uh, my wife hates birds. Oh, um, so does Nate, by the way. <laughs> and uh, without, this is a terrible husband moment, without even thinking, I was like, oh, the Enchanted Tiki Room. I love this song. Oh, and no. It's open and I go, oh, my gosh, you hate birds. You're going to hate this. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, she was she's not like scared of them she just like it, it's oh. just like she just doesn't like them and so she was like all the clacking beaks and i was like it's a fun song just focus on the fun song the tiki room needs a little tlc it needs some pretty intense tlc yeah, don't tell a diehard disney person that they'll cut your head off my it god just, it just needs not like i don't want them to change it. i don't want just like some wd-40 yeah like like maybe make it so they don't clack and maybe so that they move in time with the music that would be nice i don't think they've fixed it since they put it in um, it's uh, like country bears. Country well, bears. Well, no, well, that's no actually people. not true. No, no, no. The 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 tiki birds. So there was the original tiki birds. Mm-hmm. Then they then in the nineties, Synergy under Eisner, they made it the enchanted tiki room under new management where they brought in Iago and they brought in um, what's the one from Lion King? Zazu. Yeah. And they completely redid the show. It was universally you think you think stitch's great escape is it universally was it, it was i like the soundtrack of it but people absolutely hated it like they had people they had petitions going for this to get rid of it and restore it to what it originally Did was you not know this chris no so here's here's what's ha- so here's what's funny about it so then at some point in the middle of it all a fire breaks out it where Iago's at, where his where his animatronic is, basically burns this thing to the ground. Instead of rebuilding it, they put the original back in. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. Oh thing. yeah, you should watch a video of Tiki Room under new management under new management. Tonight. Yes, yes. It, it, so they have 
redone it, but I, I do agree. It, it's, you know, that would have been 20 years ago. So they probably need to revamp it or at least clean it up a little bit. I so. will say, cause I brought up country bears. I actually want them to pull country bears and I want them to replace it with Woody's roundup. So bad. Oh, that would be so amazing. No, the correct answer is you want them to replace it with a home on the range review. There you go. <laughs> Roseanne Barr. Yeah, these are real. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad about that. I would be now that I've done an episode about it. I would be giddy. Oh, I would. That would be my one stop. I'm gonna pay for a pass pass to get in the home on the range review ride. He'd be front row. Hercules, Hercules. That's what he'd be doing. Oh my word! So, so, Um, so this all started with me saying. So, is your Disney flex the I I have seen the. I can't think of what else it would be. I'd have to like, I'd have to sit because like, I mean, I went in the '90s, like when a bunch, of, like when Animal Kingdom at first opened. So there's definitely some things I can probably flex that I don't realize I can flex. That's People one of them. Have... I know I've seen the 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 cake thing move, and I've seen the the water. I've seen that move. I don't have a Disney flex. I my first trip to Disney was 2010, so there's not much of a flex there. You don't have a Disney flex yet. Yeah, true, 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 true. Because if they actually get rid of Splash Mountain, you can say you've been on the original Splash Mountain. I can. You're right. Mm -hmm. I could. And you never know when a ride is going to like break down and you got to walk out and something happens. Well, I do have a Disney flex. I can say that I have been on the Tomorrowland uh, uh, People Mover through Space Mountain with the lights on. I have done that. I've been on Space Mountain with the lights on. I've not been on Space Mountain, but I have seen it when I've been traversing through, which I would argue traversing through with the people mover is actually cooler. Cause you can take a second to look around with like freaking out. Yeah. So being, I can flex that a little bit. Being on space mountain with the lights on is terrifying because ah, realize you feel like you got a close, duck, right? Yeah. yeah. You do not realize how close things are to you on space mountain. Unless Nate the are on. refuses to put and his all, hands up on that, right? He yeah, refuses. I'm not putting my hands no, up on that, you right? Shouldn't. It's also all wood. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Yes. No, it's it, well, not. I, think, I remember I was 11 when all the lights were on, but I remember seeing a lot more wood than I would have expected. There is wood in there, but I don't think it's all, I don't think it's all, I I know it's like a, it's painted like a white color though. I know that. So anyway, back to the great movie. So continuing on what I was going to say. So they revised that, but everything else in there has remained largely unchanged. One exception, the wicked witch of the West from the, uh, the wizard of Oz Mm -hmm. scene, actually got an upgrade and she went from her original a 100 animatronic to a newer animatronic which gave her more movement at some point she does stand out from the rest of the animatronics who are Mm -hmm. like real hardcore real old school like don't yeah exactly the real like tiki bird clacking their eyes like (laughs) like it 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 stood out as is needing TLC, but it almost made it charming, I feel like. I, I was about to say, I think that's part of the charm of this ride, and I think it fits with the whole, like, you're journeying into the past of movies, and so it would have been really weird had they put, like, modern day, the really, you know, projection, you know, huge electrical circuits uh, technology. It, it That was a real uh, great technological statement that i just made there i just had listeners you can't see the video we got along with it too he's literally doing all this stuff with his hands around his head like medusa one of these times we we need to record our video so people can like you know give at least a snippet of give me a heads up so i can put my lipstick in my face on yeah you know (laughs) i'm wearing 
my frumpiest t-shirt. Matt usually uh, wants discontinued people to see my egregious reactions to things. <laughs> I think part of the fun with your guys' podcast is just imagining what you guys are looking at as you're doing it and seeing things. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, listen to the Furby episode. Yes. Okay. Okay. I did not know what the hell a long Furby was. Did you Google it? I did. And it's the most disturbing thing <laughs> I have ever seen in my life that people actually make these things. It's horrid. It's actually it is, wretched. It, it gave me nightmares, gentlemen. <laughs> my favorite thing was just watching Matt go, oh, well, look at that. <laughs> it's, that one has a knife. Just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I. I oh, if you ever listen to the season premiere of Discontinued on Display, I highly recommend it. Um, <laughs> so, it um, was a very, very interesting episode, and I, yeah, it was, yeah. it was there. Anyway, this, Chris, you coming on? This is exactly our Discontinued on Display podcast, where we just record mm-hmm. an episode where we go on a good twenty-minute tangent about the Sky Dancers animated series. So this is <laughs> really <laughs> Andy Gilbert. With I mean, this is this is on brand for us. Um, so, so I, I mean. I think one of the reasons that, you know, Casey and I in this podcast, we we have talked that we think Splash Mountain is the best ride um, in Magic Kingdom. At, at top Walt Disney three World. on property. Ooh, top, Chris is, no, 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 top one. My my top at Walt Disney World. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm making faces. Splash Mountain is a fun ride. I love that ride. It 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 again, creepy animatronics, it freaks me out. I do love like I love the music. It's I I love I have had great moments like some of my fondest memories of of going to Disney on Splash Mountain. My favorite one. I have to tell this story. Um, I happened to be in Disney World with one day overlap with um, a fellow cast member back when I worked at a Disney store, and she had uh, she has two daughters, and one of her daughters was with her, and her daughter at the time was, um, like it like preteen. She was pre- like right around going into high school. And she's a very tiny, she is petite. And I was not at the time, I I weighed a lot more at the time. Um, And they, for some reason that I do not understand, squeezed all three of us into the front seat. Oh, God. Which was great, because who doesn't want to be in the front splash? Yeah, but three of you, that's hard enough to get two people in that seat. Correct. Now, I also had my leftover churros from Pecos Bells in my lap, in a little container. We're trying not to suffocate my friend's daughter who's wearing a poncho and it's pulling at her neck. So we're like tearing at the poncho <laughs> to make it so she can breathe. We go over the dip. The picture is great. And we make contact and the fr- with the water and the first words out of my mouth are, my churros! <laughs> <laughs> um, we did, I had to throw them out. I could not save the churros. Um, I, I love cinnamon I, but, water. <laughs> but to me, Splash Mountain is another coaster ride. So for me, it is not the best ride. For me, the best ride. It's not even a coaster, movie. though. It kind of technically is. It's a log, it's a log flume. flume. It's a yeah. Log flume. Okay, well, but what okay, is, what so do you what's think your, the best what's ride? your what's best, best ride at Walt Disney World? Um, in my best, to me, the best ride is Tower of Terror. It has a great story. It has an amazing aesthetic. Um, I like drop rides. Okay. Um, and so for me, it ticks a lot of boxes. My favorite ride at Magic Kingdom is the Jungle Cruise. Hmm. Okay. All that right. interaction with a cast member is chef's kiss amazing. And it's almost better when you're on a ride with people who don't understand why this is a fun ride. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there going like, yeah, I'm losing it. And everyone's like, 
we're wasting. We could be on Peter Pan's flight. We could uh, be on Splash Mountain. I'm like, you don't get it. This is the best ride. It is so fun. If I worked at Magic Kingdom, I would want to be a jungle. Oh, you could very easily be a skipper, Chris. Hold on. I have this. No one can see it. I have this button. It says, I'll be your skipper, your tour guide, social director, and swim instructor. I love it. Um, I I don't have any arguments with that. Like, I mean, ultimately, uh, but a big reason why Casey and I both believe Splash Mountain, a big reason is the time that it is a long ride because mm-hmm. what I hate and we, we rag on the seven doors mind train a lot where you oh, wait God. in line, you wait it's in so line short. and you, you get on and it's like a two minute ride and it's you get horrible. done and you're like, Oh, I mean, I guess those robots were cool. And when they work, have you seen them when they're not functioning? I mean, the other thing I like in that no, is the, the shadow you, effect as you're coming up where they've got the doors marching. It's got cool stuff. No, no you, you, but I'm saying, Chris, you have a thing about animatronics and being scared. Mm-hmm. So those don't freak me out. No, okay. I can clearly tell their projections. But wait, see them without the projection. Oh, oh that's, that's horrifying. <laughs> that is horrifying. So I've seen video of them without the projections on. And because it uses the projections, it uses an actual projector. Yeah. What it ends up projecting is the logo of the projector onto the face <laughs> it is so you've got friggin dopey with without his you know with his with his eyes you got doc and it, you don't see anything but the logo i can't like remember insignia what or something it, like it that. is it's something like that it's really creepy see, it the, really is the the one that really freaks me out is the new jack sparrow like he can move every joint in his fingers that's unsettling mm. to me that looks like johnny depp but it, you know it's johnny depp i mean come on <laughs> but it's, it's, it's the length of the ride Yes. Length of the ride. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think what made this ride so excellent. Where yeah. you start and it's the the uh, footlight parade. Then it's singing in the rain. Then it's Mary Poppins. Uh, I'm going to miss something here, so I well, apologize, listeners. It's not just that, though. It's also the nostalgia, too, Matt. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah. I think part of it, too, is the fact, and Disney did it right, in that they didn't just showcase their stuff Mm -hmm. they showcase stuff from multiple studios from multiple different movie companies which took you down this nostalgia lane i I remember when i went to universal studios um back in 2012 with nate or yeah 2012 we stayed for their nighttime show their nighttime show Mm -hmm. now at the time their nighttime show it was 2012 it was celebrating a hundred years of movies and so the nighttime show was this water projected show of a hundred years of great movies over the years oh i want to hear great movies there were but but i'm saying though but like there there were it was there was not a dry eye in the place because you saw Mm -hmm. all these movies you grew up with you loved you watched old ones current ones new ones that's what this ride does but it actually, it's not just a show, which at one point it was supposed to just be a show. They made it into a ride. Um, a version of this exists in Disneyland Paris, but it is just a show. It's just a movie. And it's called Cinema Cinema Eek, I think is what it's called. Ooh, um, I don't love that name. No, it's something, it's Cinema Eek. I, I got to look it up real quick. But my point of the matter is, is you're <laughs> actually in these these nostalgic things that you remember. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's it's a really fun nostalgic ride that's a long bang for your buck. It's in the Chinese theater which is kind of the focal point of this park. It's called Cinemagic in Disneyland Paris. Cinemagic. 
I mean, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, but so no, Chris, t- go ahead. Continue. Chris, you have been on this ride. How many times do you think? A lot. Like if you had to ballpark a number. number oh, right um, Oh God, maybe 20 to 30. Okay. Like, so it's thinking of the times I you... went on as a kid and the times I've gone on as a grown up, I think I would safely say probably closer to 20. So what's, what is your favorite part of this ride? Taking out, um, I, I want you to take out like, I mean, I, I think it's clear that for you, a big thing is cast members. Like, and I think I would say that those are some of the best parts of this ride, but like mm-hmm. what scene is your favorite in this ride? My favorite scene in the ride outside of the, the actor bits. Yeah. Outside, I would say outside of the actor bits, let's just like, is there a movie that they showcase in there that you're like this scene? Just, I really love it. Um, I'm going to say, I think that there's, I'm going to pick two. I think the one that's the most fun to exist in is, uh, the wizard of Oz. Cause that's just such a, there's a, it's a fun bit. I think there's a little bit of, Oh, maybe I shouldn't pick it. Cause I think there's a little bit of performance with it. There is. Where the, because your tour guide goes, um, be gone before someone drops house on you. So I do love that small interaction. Uh, Tarzan is the one that stands out in my head. It's just the one that I always remember. It's not like I, I love it to bits, but the Tarzan sequence for some reason is the part of that ride that I always like remember and I can clock. And a good, like the animatronic of Tarzan swinging through is pretty good. Mm-hmm. And the Jane one is really bad, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I also love, like, you know, the little secrets in it. Like, the f- front of the, I think it's, there's the front of a plane is in Casablanca, and the back of it is on the Jungle Cruise. It is. Yeah. Yep. You are correct. Um, which is now, just, a little known fact is some people cute. believe that that was the actual plane used in Casablanca, which is not true. So, yeah. Yeah. And, like, the reason my understanding of why, like, the great movie ride existed, too, was because, you know, Disney didn't have the same IP catalog it has today. So, like, it needed for something, for a park like that, it needed to do a contract with, like, Turner Movie Classics or whoever it was. Well, it was MGM originally. That's why it was called Disney MGM Studios at the time. That was where that whole... And then they kept it up with Turner Classic Movies. And that's why I'm sure there was something well, in there with like, no, 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 no. So that's not true. So, so Disney MGM, the, uh, <laughs> what's really interesting about this. So the, 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 the actual ride itself was, was sponsored by Coca-Cola from 1989 to 1998. Um, it stayed that way with MGM until MGM pulled out. And then MGM pulled a lot of their stuff out, um, their entire catalog of stuff out. And so Disney had to backfill that with other stuff. It wasn't until 2015 that the Turner Classic Movie stuff came in, and that only lasted for two years. So I know we think about it, but the the contract with Turner Classic Movies and the licensing agreement only went from 2015 until August 13th, 2017, which, by the way, was my birthday. um, So two years. That's all that Turner Hmm. Classic Movies. And so it is weird to think like that, but yeah, I mean – MGM was in there for a while and there was a period where MGM was pulled out when and the whole thing went down and they had a dispute and all that stuff. Um, so I think part of, and I think this might take us into this next thing, which is, you know, why they chose to pull it out. I mean, they have all this space on property. Why would they have chosen to pull this right out to put in a ride about Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse? Um, and so I think that's a good kind of segue into that topic. It just, it, it does not fit what the park is now. And I think personally, 
that was the wrong choice. I think they just needed to reskin the great movie ride. Because at this point, Disney has Oscar award winning movies and I mean they had then too, but so many and they've they've broken so many bounds and having a a, a movie ride I mean like they just needed to reskin Tarzan. They own Tarzan like there is a Tarzan, you know, like they could have Mary Poppins was already in there and they could it literally it could have been a history of of it could have been a history of Disney. I mean, really. I mean, if you really wanted to do it, you could have done a whole history of Disney. But you know, they went this route of of Mickey and Minnie, you know, Mickey's Runaway Adventure, in this new animation style that still is not catching a lot of steam. A lot of people hate that animation. I style. love it. Oh Which, my god, it, you're it, in the I'm minority. Obs- <laughs> I, I'm obsessed with the. I'm new with shorts. you, Chris. I love it, and the writing is fantastic. The I think I told hilarious. this to you, Casey, off off. Mike, so I apologize, listeners, if I'm regaling you with a story that you've already heard. There's a there's new Mickey Mouse cartoons on Disney Plus, and there's one where I'm not going to try to describe the context of it, but essentially it's Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse are racing, and Mickey Mouse always wins because, of course, it's Mickey Mouse. And Donald Duck has this opportunity to win or save Mickey because he's like falling off a cliff, and he's got like the two voices, and he essentially starts the the bad voice starts to like make him imagine about what. Uh, what this company would be like if it was Donald Duck who started it all. <laughs> and so it has like all this stuff. It gives the partner statue with like Walt holding Donald Duck's hand. And then it cuts to the actual footage of the famous Walt Disney quote of him saying, you know, let us not forget that, you know, one thing that it was all started. And then it cuts to a photo of Walt Disney and it's like the, you know, just the mouth moving and it's Donald Duck going buy a duck. And I <laughs> lost my mind i was laughing for like three <laughs> minutes it was so funny those cartoons are so well written and it makes me mad that people can't get past the animation style because they the are anim- so the good. animation style, style is it. horrible no because they do those it stupid is, like big eye like the ren and stimpy that's what i said the thing is with. i hated ren and stimpy i loved doug i love rugrats Ren and Stimpy was always the outcast for me. It was always the show that when it came on, it turned off because I couldn't stand that. And it's like Our Real Monsters. I couldn't stand that show. Or what the Wild Thornberries. It was that weird animation style that didn't seem fluid. And I just, I don't know. I I, I know the why they did style it. Changes. It's almost like in SpongeBob when the animation style just all of a sudden drastically switches and it makes it so much funnier. My friends I and I hate SpongeBob too. My friends and I quote these cartoons to each other left <laughs> and right all the time. The amount of times we've said Potato Land inside my mind. Pa- potato um, Land is the best one. If you have not watched the Potato Land sketch, is. no, I don't think Potato what Land is, that is from? the best one. Okay, Potato Land. Potato Land is Idaho. Okay, okay, so. Okay, I have to set this up. It is Goofy <laughs> and Mickey and Donald go and and Goofy's talking up. We need to go to Potato Land. We're going to Potato Land. And he's so excited. I've always wanted to go there. It it turns out that Mickey and Donald figure out that Potato Land is actually just Idaho. And Goofy thinks it's a theme park. So they spend <laughs> all night all night making a potato-themed Disneyland complete with a great moments with Mr. Lincoln with like it's a potato hooked oh, up to like Lord. electro cur- it's so fun see like, I think I think I could enjoy I could enjoy mansion. the I, like I enjoyed the cartoons like in terms of the stories I mean I mean they would play at work and I enjoyed them it is the animation like I cannot watch it 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 annoys me to no end to watch it oh. 
Oh. If they if they were to go back, to, and, and I know why they do it. I mean, part of it has to do with copyright and trademark issues. I mean, as it stands, the Steamboat version, uh, Sam Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse will be going into the public domain, I think, in 2023. So, you know, pretty soon he will be a version of Mickey Mouse that anybody can use without having to pay Disney. So that's why they're always reinventing him. I get that. I just, it, I will tell you, um, there's a, a lot of the Disney fan base just does not like it. I, and, and I I get it, but <laughs> I, I love it. Okay, and the so best I have, one, way fast. The best one is uh, the one where uh, Goofy's grandma stays with Mickey, and has the tray of breakfast, and just slowly goes, "Here comes grandma, here comes grandma." Oh lord! <laughs> oh lord! Now that said, I will ride Mickey's Runaway Adventure. I've not. Oh, yeah. ridden it yet. I'm, I'm excited to ride. Amazing. Ride. Okay, so I have I have a a, a workshop for us. Okay. Here. We have been given so where it is whatever year that they've they're starting deciding to close the great movie ride, and they have decided that they are going to do what you said, Chris, just retheme it to Disney movies. Mm-hmm. What movies are you putting in this ride? How many do we get? Uh, let's say it, there's, let's, let's ten, go there's with, 10 in the current one. Let's, so let's go with 10. come up with five, five, okay, oh. five. Well, some of them. Well, how about this? How about now. Matt? How about Matt? You get three. Chris, you're our guest. You get four, and I get three. How about say we three, three, and three? We keep Mary Poppins in there. Well, Fair I was, enough. Yeah, I was going to say Mary go. Poppins doesn't count because there's already a Disney movie. In All there. right, so three, three, and three. Mary Poppins is already in there. Okay, Chris, uh, you're our guest. You start. I'm going to say you need to put Who Framed Roger Rabbit in there. Oh, Fantasia's in there too, by the way. Fantasia right. has to be in there. You're right. It's, it's already in there. So. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's it? already in there. Yeah, it's already in there. So okay, but we'll still do three, three, and three. So go ahead. Definitely, definitely, Who Framed Roger Rabbit? That has to be in there. Um, I'd agree with that one. I feel like again, just put Tarzan in there. You already have most of it. It's an easy enough reskin. It's a fun movie. Everyone loves the soundtrack. Um, oh gosh, one more. I'm trying to think. Um, 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 what's another Disney movie that really needs to like be highlighted? I think you got to go back. <laughs> I feel like mm, this feels like a weird one to suggest, but I almost feel like Bedknobs and Broomsticks might be a fit for what this ride is, especially like if you pull out if that's the first one. If you rip out the the water one and you put in a different water one, that would be a good place for it. I might okay. change my mind. Um, and also, All right, Matt, like, what about you? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going with I think you need a 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. I think you could do a really fun underwater section. Okay. Um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids yes. would be a really good one to put yes, in there. That's yeah, that's that's good. I like That'd that. Be really fun yep, one. Yep, and then yep, this yep. is my off-the-wall one that that probably shouldn't be in there, but I think should be in there. I think you put Flubber in there. And, put Flubber in there. Put and, it in there immediately. Oh, I, I want a Flubber animatronic. I uh, love Flubber. Yeah. Okay. So those are my three. Okay, Casey. So I'm going to cheat a little bit because that's what I like to do. Oh, Mine are going to be more more themed around per- particular moments in movie history. So I think that you need to have an area of Disney Channel original movies in there. So some Luck of the Irish, some oh, Smart yes. House, some some House. yeah, some. Give me an animatronic Zac Efron and Corbin Blue. Yes, High School Musical in there. So yes, yes, yes. Succeed, Matt. Yes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I think I think you need to have um, 
you need to have an ode to the live action movies in there. I'd mm-hmm. love to see a live action Cruella in there. I would love to see. I would love to see. I, I would like to see Cruella Maleficent, Far the Beast. I would like to see an ode to the live action because that was kind of the next iteration of where Disney went. And then the final one that I'd like to see, which I just had, and now I'm blanking on it. Darn it. Um, so hold on. I said, uh, oh yeah. Um, hello, you got to have an ode to Star Wars, but not the Skywalker legacy, like Mandalorian, the animated, the animated TV shows, because that's all under Disney's guys. So I'd like to see an ode. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on. Pause, 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 pause. Did you just add the the animated TV shows? Yeah, I did. I did. (laughs) I got, I got to, I got to placate the the listeners here a little bit. Here's my thought jumping off of that is I think Star Wars and Marvel should take the place of the gangster movie and the Western. Oh, I love that. That's what you Yes. Vader takes they come over. up against Loki or something. Yeah, like Loki takes over some kind of Marvel villain, takes over the yes. cart or uh, oh, a yes. over your cart. Yes, that Loki and Darth over. Maul. Lo- Loki and Darth Maul or something. Yes. That would and be then, amazing. Here's my other thought I had, um, and you kind of came in hot with the Disney Channel original movies. I think you should switch out The Wizard of Oz with either Hocus Pocus. Oh, Yes. Um, or when you brought up Corella, um, Glenn Close as Corella Deville. Yes, the original uh, Deville one. That'd be kind of fun. not Glenn Close. You, 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 uh, yeah, no, no, not 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 Glenn Close. No, <laughs> that no, was no, such no. an iconic movie. Have you seen Corella? I haven't seen Corella yet. Okay, well then we can't talk. I want to see it. <laughs> you have to. It's on Disney Plus now for free. I know, and I'm going to watch it. I also still, I also still need to see Jungle Cruise. I, but I'm going to tell you right now. And, and we're going to be doing an episode on this, and maybe we can invite him back for this, for the Krill episode. I don't know when it is. Um, it's coming up. I think it's coming up. It's Seriously, Halloween. I know we're doing it on It Halloween. is the best live-action movie they've produced. Interesting. I've heard it's good, but I'm excited to see it. Yeah, it's but Emma Thompson can do no wrong. Emma Thompson is my queen. Oh, her and Easy A is amazing. <laughs> no, that's Emma Stone, and I do love her. Emma Thompson. I'm sorry. Emma, yeah, Emma, Emma, no, no, I'm sorry. Emma, Emma Stone. No, but Emma Stone's amazing as well. That's what I'm saying. Glenn Close doesn't hold a candle to Emma Stone. But Glenn Close had that laugh. She did it oh, so oh, well. Oh, you need to see the movie is all I got to say. You will understand. You will understand. Oh, Ugh. man. Anyway. So, all uh, right. But, that, but what we just described, I think, could have been a really, really fun and cool ride. Absolutely. Okay, so I, I think what this speaks to, though, is kind of the new direction that Hollywood Studios is taking, that it's Mm -hmm. not taking what it originally was in 1989, which was this, let's celebrate the movies, let's look at how they're made, let's look at the history, like, it's moved into, we need places to put this new IP, and we have these great ideas for lands, like Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge, I think are both fantastic lands, even though I haven't visited one of them. I think Toy Story Land is very good, and Casey, I think you have said that Slinky Dog Dash is the best best roller coaster on property. I haven't gotten on Slinky Dog Dash, but I do do like the the Aliens one. It's it's a kid's ride, but you gotta be careful, because you could get knocked up on that ride the way it throws you around. And I will say, I will say that Ride, <laughs> it's not the best other. ride. It's not going to be on anyone's top. But if it's like a twenty-minute wait, it's fun. Yeah. Like it, it's it's fun. Yeah, it's I'm, fun I'm, I've not ridden Swirling Sw- 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 Saucers yet. I, I, I'm not it's, a big it's fan fine. of like it's, it's spinny type stuff. So. It's not too spinny. Okay. Yeah, it's not it's too not spinny. teacup spinny. 
Yeah, yeah, it's not teacups. <clears throat> but but I think that you know that's kind of where it's it's going, and so it makes sense to me that they would put this Minnie and Mickey's Runaway Railway in there because it just it. it, it the great movie ride just wasn't fitting. It very much felt out of place in that park. It was kind of a weird ride when you or went on it. Is everything else out of place except well, for the great oh, movie goodness, ride in Tower of Terror? Goodness gracious! <laughs> I think with that, it is time to close the show off. That's all I gotta say. Any other um, thoughts, gentlemen? I will say we should. I think we need to end this the way Matt and I would end this. Continued on display, which is the great question: Should this? Be, should this come back? Uh, my vote is yes. I think they should uh, pull out Mickey and Minnie's Great Escape or whatever it is and bring back some Disney-based version of the Great Movie Ride. <clears throat> my vote is no. It needed to go. I I'm going to side with Chris in this one that it needed that if you could Disney update it, I think they could they they should have kept it. Um, I guess my caveat to this, and maybe this is more of um, I think maybe what they could have done. And I just now thought of this. It must have been this wonderful uh, beer from Moore Brewing Company that is making my brain cells uh, come up with great ideas. What if you did a combination of a Mickey ride and a great movie ride where yeah. you did Mickey well, through the years? Well, be cool. in my research, Matt, I <laughs> must say real quick that I don't know if you came across this when they originally were planning all this out there as we all know there was going to be a muppet land they were actually planning a second ride called the great muppet movie ride where the muppets would have played these characters yes i i did see that screaming right now and i and i want (laughs) that so bad and we've talked about this on a couple pods where this this is Miss Piggy and Casablanca. Are you kidding yeah, me right like now? This is what the Muppets could have been, and that would have been great. But I think you could have done a great, a great movie ride and call it the Great Mickey Ride. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. uh, maybe this beer is not doing too much for me. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, starting with Steamboat Willie, and he evolved into this, and he evolved into that, and now this is Mickey's first big screen, and this is Mickey's movie yep. with this. I, I think you could have done that. And still had it feel like that original Hollywood Studios without um, without totally tearing down what the great movie ride was. I also don't think you needed to put a ride in there. I think you could have put um, a museum in there. Mm, I um, don't know. Disney, maybe you could have put. Oh, of course you could have. Because they have that. Of- they they had the Walt Disney One Man Stream going for a while. You could, I think you could have themed it with Hollywood and put like costumes. People love old costumes. Kind of like Planet Hollywood, though. Had it, it they had that at, at um, Disney Springs, Planet Hollywood. Yeah, but I, I thought Planet Hollywood only had like one or two in there at any time. Like I saw in Sarah Planet Sanderson Hollywood has crappy breakfast. So there you go. <laughs> it's just like I, you know, there's the hub where you can like experience the movie magic. You don't necessarily yeah, have yeah, to wait in a line. That. They've already got a lot going on there anyway. Why pay for all the animatronics when they could just pull some things out of storage? <laughs> now you sound like Bob Chapek. Ch- <laughs> hey, Bob. <laughs> Way to go, Bob. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, it is closing time. We have overstayed our welcome, I think. Um, final thoughts, anything else? Otherwise, Matt, how do they get a hold of us? Well, Chris, anything you want to plug? Yeah, Matt, you, uh, or Chris. I mean, I mean, clearly discontinued on display, but is is there anything else you want to plug? Um, I want to plug uh, the Gilbert House on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. If you have not listened to episode three um, of Discontinued on Display, you should go and follow. Hang on. Let me get it right it's now. The, it's, I think it's at Gilbert House. 
I think it's at Gilbert House. Hang on. I have to make sure that this is correct. Yes, at Gilbert underscore house. It is the Gilbert House Children's Museum. Uh, We learned about this man, A.C. Gilbert, the American hero. Um, and you should go follow the that them on Instagram. Oh, so, you know, there is one other thing I actually genuinely do want to plug, and it's a board game called the Quacks of Quedlinburg, and it's because they're producers, the people who make that board game, my copy I bought a, like a week ago was missing pieces, and I reached out to them, them today on email, and I was just like, hey, I'm missing these pieces, is there a way I can buy them? And they went, what's your address? We're just going to send it to you. And it was like an immediate turnaround. Nice. So it was just such great customer service. It was Disney-level customer service. This is a great board game company. They do really well by their uh, consumers. Beautiful. Thank you, Chris, for coming on. We appreciate you coming on. Friend of the pod. Absolutely. Pod synergizing with us. I can't wait to have um, you on, Casey. I'm talk excited. About- yeah. Yes, we're gonna have um, we're gonna have Casey on uh, our season finale, season two finale. So it's coming up in a little while. Uh, we're gonna talk about some Beanie Babies. So a uh, little tease there for our beers. A lot of people listeners. don't realize that I was in the Beanie Baby craze way back in the early 2000s. I'm really excited for this side of you, Casey. <laughs> so, all um, right, uh, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do so by finding us on Twitter and Instagram at beersears1928. You can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Beers and Ears Podcasts. As always, rate and review us. Find us uh, on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and make sure you subscribe because the more people subscribe, the easier it is to find us. Uh, Matt, uh, let's go ahead and close the show out. <laughs> I'm going to raise my glass and take my last sip of To the Trees from More Brewing Company. This episode has been on us. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Have a great night. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.